Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Welcome into a Monday Scramble special podcast. I am Will Gray, and I'm joined by fellow GolfChannel.com team members, Ryan Lavner, Rex Hoggard, and Randall Mel. We're actually coming to you from our annual team offsite. We're going to do this one a little differently. We're going to peel back the curtain, kind of show how the sausage is made with our annual newsmakers. We have uh, top 10 running throughout the, the next couple weeks here to show what the biggest stories were of 2016. And boys, today, not necessarily, we don't want to talk about the list and, and the merits of each one. We want to talk about how this list came together, how did we come up with our 10, and are we sure that we got our, our top 10 stories of the year. We're going to start, we're going to go with this 10 to 6, which actually is a group that included whopping zero tournament victories. No one from 10 to 6 won a golf tournament this year. So I'm not sure exactly what operation we're trying to run here, but we'll we'll get to that. First off, I want to throw this out. Is, is there anyone that feels bad about a story that ended up on the cutting room floor? Randy, Anything, Randy, ahead, Randy. Randy, why don't you take this? You've yeah, been stewing for, for what weeks. What error now. did we make? Uh, well, there are zero women in the top ten of our newsmakers, and it was a, a really good year for women with Lydia Ko, a young teen once again reigning atop the world number one with uh, uh, the game younger, the women's game younger than it's ever been. The average winner, 22 years old, uh, the average age of the top ten roughly the same. Amazing. Uh, you know, the emergence of Area Jutanagarn as, uh, you know, maybe a future number one in the dominant player. So maybe, I feel like, yeah. maybe a future number one. She's, well, the, she's the real deal, Randy. She's, are you, you're just dismissing Lydia Cow? No, I, but I agree with that. Uh, I think yeah, that if, if we're including an LPGA storyline, I think it had to be Aria. Well, and MB Park at the Olympics. I mean, everything she was up against, this, all the retirement talk, the injuries, everything, for her to actually win a medal yes. was pretty impressive and, and all the pressure she was under, but did not make the list. But these newsmakers are supposed to encompass not just you make news for four days. You have to make news Agreed. for the entire year. Well, not necessarily. I would, if we had, I would we have, argue that Aria... We have some things that are on this list that were short in time. But that resonated I for, that yes, for weeks print. and months after. Where was it in the fine print? Well, let, let's get to the idea you can, of you can, how... You can take this up yes. with editor Jay Coffin, Randy, if you're right. still upset about the, the no, omissions here. No, it, seriously, how the, what's the secret sauce? Let's get into, we right. come up with a list. Right, we, See, yeah, we've got a list of what, 20 to 25, and we all kind of do, uh, you know, it's like Baseball Hall of Fame. We're not disclosing our ballots just yet, maybe next year. And, uh, and we kind of vote, and from there we, we call down the list to the top 10 and order it from there. So there are certainly going to be every year a lot of big stories and storylines that aren't able to, to crack the top 10, basically. No, and you pointed out that 10 through 6, I don't want to be the, yeah. you know, give away any secrets no. here. 10 through 6 doesn't include eventually. any tournament winners. The whole list only includes one tournament winner. That is true. Well, well yeah. that's yeah. not, well, yeah. okay. And, and for the reason he's on the list. Yes. Correct. Yes. So I, I think you can go down the list and, and make the argument. It is much more about what you do over a four-day period at a specific tournament, although Dustin Johnson at number five. Certainly. Spoiler well, alert. Boy, that's a second. Yeah. That's a different podcast, Rex. Whew. 
<sighs> trying to keep your eye on the ball. He there. certainly qualifies. But, it, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting there weren't any LPGA stories on there. I, I thought it was interesting. We can't give away the list. Is that what you guys are telling me? We're, we're going to we're gonna give it away on, eventually. This is focused on 10 to 6, but go on and make your point if you need well, to. Well, I'll go, I'll go straight to 9, not to skip yeah. Bill Mickelson at 10. Tiger Woods at nine is as low as he's ever been on this list. But ever. deservedly so. Deservedly so. I mean, and some people can make an argument that we only saw him four days out of this year. Yeah. Five days counting the pro-am at the hero. But you could also make the argument that he should have been higher because he still hijacked news whenever he, he did maintained, anything. He maintained relevance in an amazing fashion. He was, in a, he was in a simulator. I wouldn't, I wouldn't see he that. Was, he was at I a media day. He, he was supposed to be playing at Quell Hollow. He was a Ryder Cup uh, assistant captain. He the Friday night the news dump for the Masters WD. The... Napa, WD, yes. like hitting it in the water on. at the congressional yeah. media yes. day, the whole in one. You could make I a mean, very there. strong argument that Tiger Woods at number nine should have been higher for yeah. all the wrong reasons, in my opinion. Yeah. But yes, yes, maybe. But it, but we're talking news, and the guy made news without playing golf. He made news as, as Lav, as you said, five, six, seven times throughout the year, nice and evenly spaced from February in the simulator right through Napa and and here at the end of the year, right? What was your, your yeah, point? yeah. His shadow just still falls so heavy over the game. But I, I thought the moment of the year, and we had a punch shot on this, was Tiger being kicked out of the players only photograph at the right <laughs> And the reason because it just symbolized and embodied uh, a number of things. One that Tiger, you know, maybe deep down still sees himself as a player on the big stage and a meaning having a meaningful role in it. Uh, and the other is just that the game is moving on without him. It moved on without him this year successfully. But then you had the hero, and all of a sudden we're back into Tiger Mania. Tiger Mania, Tiger's going to win the Masters. He made four birdies in a row, and it was like the world was melting. The internet broke. It did. Absolutely. No, no I, other player is capable of doing that. I mean, he made no. news without even lifting a finger. I mean, Nike Golf goes out of the, in, out of the hard goods business, and it he made right news because yeah. he's, he's Nike Golf. He's been the face for yeah. more than a decade. So you're right. He's always going to be the engine that moves the wheel. Yeah. All right. Since Rex started to let the cat out of the bag, we're gonna <laughs> can we actually start with number ten? Yeah. We're gonna just here's here's our ten to six. This is what we're going to be discussing, and we'll we'll talk about five through one in another podcast here. But ten to six in order. We got ten Phil Mickelson, nine Tiger Woods, eight the USGA, your friends and mine. Seven is the Sunday final round at Royal Troon, and six is the Ryder Cup. So as you said. Five newsworthy events, people, whatever, zero tournament wins. And I guess, you know, as good a starting point as any is is Phil Mickelson. And if, Lab, if you're saying the Tiger should be much higher, which I kind of tend to agree with, I think you can make, make a case that Phil could be a little bit higher, at least. Maybe in the 789 territory, because he had an absolutely resurgent year, albeit without a victory. No one did more and actually accomplished less. Than Phil, there you go. I mean, he did everything except win. He Matt Kuchar. I, I'm, I'm going to say Matt Kuchar. No. Why would no. you possibly say that? Well, because I mean, because Matt he wanted because he won a bronze Kuchar. medal, and he was on the Ryder Cup team. Yes. So was Phil. Well, I, I just think no one had a better year without actually winning something than Matt Kuchar. Totally you, disagree. You need, totally. you need to leave yeah. this room. <laughs> that is the most that was the You're most the outrageous boss, thing I've ever heard. Ever? I can't. Come on. Outside outside of one round of real, I can't tell you what are you talking about. I've never met a man so happy in my entire life not to have won a golf tournament. Ever that's fine. That is Matt Kuchar's M.O. That's well, literally Matt Kuchar. That's a bit of a low blow. That is literally Matt Kuchar. He is perfectly fine with finishing third. Phil Mickelson is not content with finishing not third. To, not to break this, this monotony, but I actually found the original list. I had to go dig into my emails. Which one of those should have been on the list? 
You guys clearly don't have access to the list, but it's it's about twenty or thirty. I said items. I said you here here, from yeah, the LPG. here are some of the options that didn't as you said, Randy. SBK sixteen. SBK sixteen. That's no. that's fine. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Justin Rose, gold medalist. We're talking about the bronze medalist. Yeah, apparently, yeah. If, no. Apparently, Justin Rose is the number one newsmaker since Matt, since Matt Kuchar finished third at the Olympics. Uh, uh, Vincent Patrick, Patrick Torch yeah. uh, Monahan, I think it's Jason Day, world number one, yeah. did not make our list of top yep. ten. Did Rory, Rory didn't make it either. Rory did, did not make it. Wesley Bryan somehow was a well finalist. Yeah, yeah. sorry, Wes. That must just be a web.com plug there. Uh, you know, there are, there's always going to be you know the golf businesses that you alluded to, uh, Rex. That the exit they had in, in August. I think you know it's a soft spot for me. But I think beef was a big story of the year throughout. You're talking about the Tiger metric of, among the top ten. Not things. necessarily not a top, top ten newsmaker, but a nice story. It's a, a big nice story. story. Yeah, yeah. Can we uh, go back to Phil? Yes. In this in this discussion that Rex is okay, so he almost won in the I don't the think desert. anybody had a more nope. redemptive year than nope. Phil Mickelson. I will say that. Look, I mean the, the whole resurgent year. I, let's I let's go, think about where Phil you was. You could last go either year. way with this, but look, I, I think what happened at Glen Eagles and him putting himself out there and the task force and everything that happened, he, he can probably take credit, a lot of credit for what happened with the Ryder Cup. But it's more than that with, with what the, he did at, at the Open. Clearly. I mean, that, that was a huge deal. It was a very you're, good year. You're right. It was a huge deal. <laughs> in two weeks. <coughs> right. Listen. The, have, the Ryder Cup over the entire year. You just heard his yeah. number six on the You on have the to list. remember where Phil was entering the year. He was six weeks into the Andrew Getson era. No one knew what he was doing. The world ranking had plummeted. He started the year, I think, 36. People were wondering if he was done. People, people aren't saying that anymore. He comes out in the first tournament, finishes T3 at Palm Springs, backs it up with a pebble event that he should have won, mm-hmm. and goes from there. What do you say? So higher future? than 10, you're saying? Could be higher than 10. My issue is, I'm ready. I don't see what you would switch out between 10 to 1 is my problem with that. I, I certainly appreciate the year he has, but I don't see... I, I would say I that Phil should be higher than the USGA. Yes. I don't think that the USGA had the staying power throughout the year that Phil or frankly Tiger had. I think the USGA is too high at it. Uh, I, I think after Oakmont, it, it, look, I, you always have to look through this uh, the prism of what, what, how long did we talk about this? How long did we talk about the Olympics when the Olympics were over? How long did we talk about the Ryder Cup? How long did we talk about the US Open when it was over? Dustin Johnson and that ruling and everything that went down was a topic for weeks afterwards. That to me is a newsmaker. So I, I would have a hard time putting Phil above that. And you had all the various blunders with Diana Murphy and the trophy North presentations and, and, they had and another the U.S. Open at the rule. Women's Open. I mean, and you do have to remember the, the anchoring stuff. We're, this is the first year in the post-anchoring world. Yep. And, you know, Adam Scott adjusting to it, winning at Honda and at Doral, that was a big deal. They just changed the Dustin Johnson rule. So, I mean, they've, they've managed to keep themselves in news sometimes for the wrong reasons, but good for them. You're the tiebreaker, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> as far as the tiebreaker, as far as does Phil belong where he belongs? Yeah. Or, um, you're going to go back to an LPJ story. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's one thing I'd like to get in there about Aria. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was... Uh, Phil didn't win, though, and I think that... that Tiger didn't win either. That, he, Phil, certainly made himself relevant again, without a doubt. And it was sort of a classic 
Phil year in some ways, except not winning because uh, you know we're used to seeing Phil's cards with a with a couple of double bogeys and lots of birdies, and, and we did still see that this year. What did he miss the cut at the Masters? The players, Masters uh, players, the US, US Open, Open. Yeah. big yeah. events, yeah. big important yeah. events where he failed. But I yeah. believe he and Fowler were the only two in like the top fifty to miss the cut at Masters players and US Open. Yeah, those are those are big failures, but then big, you know, it was big that, that uh, duel at Truman and. You know the way he. I didn't at the beginning of the year. I remember writing that uh, I didn't think he would earn his way on the Ryder Cup team. That he would, he would have to get a captain's pick this year. And, and he know, drops ten. And he, and he drops ten birdies in a Sunday singles match. Did yeah. you? Yeah. Did Did you write me a call on that? No one had noticed Randy until you bring he, it up now. now he had a huge, a huge double bogey, maybe triple bogey at the Ryder Cup with his insult of uh, Hal Sutton. Because I, you could call that a birdie. He took. He jumped on the grenade. He it, all, it, for, for he created it in that no. twisted world of Phil. He I see what you're No, no, no. no listen, yes. seriously. You're, uh, there's, there's too much time to talk about stuff in the in the week of the Ryder Cup leading up to the matches. He took two days of discussion and threw it squarely on his shoulders. Oh, no you one, think that's what he was doing? I, no I, I do. Oh, yeah, I absolutely yeah. do. Yeah. But by intentionally insulting Hal Sutton, which Doesn't actually, matter. which actually, when he, when, part of the big deal with him uh, in creating this whole. Um, task force was creating a family and bringing all of the past together again. Well, he, he in a way sabotaged that by going after past captains because Sutton wasn't the only one offended. So I, I, I don't think it was. Listen, uh, I, I just think that when we look back at Ryder Cup, which again comes in, <clears throat> excuse me, at number six, a big reason why the U.S. was able to win was because the three storylines that dominated early in the week were this, this out of their control. But Arnold Palmer's death. Danny Willett's brother, and Hal Sutton. None of it had to do with the U.S. drought. None of it had to do with task force. None of it had to do with who's going to play what. It, they were able to skate through Monday to Thursday and get to the first uh, I think it was completely calculated. When it comes to Phil, Phil he, all the he walks into a press conference every <coughs> single time with an agenda. He has something yes. to say. He has something, I don't want to say oh, it's proof. It was calculated. He wanted the narrative to be squarely on his shoulders. It was calculated without a doubt because he came in there. It wasn't like uh, he just, you could tell he wasn't reacting to a question. He had something he wanted to say, a point he wanted to make. Um, but I think... I, I don't think he calculated the reaction to it. He probably didn't think it was going to cause the stir it did that significant. I mean, uh, there, there, some, there's yeah. some feelings uh, hurt. Sometimes, yeah. There's well, some feelings yeah. hurt. But he knew what he was saying, and he knew that it would get picked up, and yes. he knew that Hal Sutton was on site, and they would uh, go. He wasn't on site. He was at another golf course so, nearby. But, near, but in the area. Yeah, close but, enough to yeah. get caught. So Hal Sutton was worth running over, and uh, and, and hey. not only offending all, Hal Sutton, but for the a cause. lot of yeah, break a couple he, legs uh, to make an omelet. I mean, he ran over Tom Watson and Glenn Eagles that night. So, I mean, he's not afraid to run over people to get to his point. Yeah, I just I don't see that as a that was not that was an unintended uh, consequence of what he was trying to say. That was not calculated. I, I am with Rex. I don't know that there are a lot of accidents when it comes to what Phil Mickelson says to a microphone. That's just me. Yeah, he's not off the cuff. Right. So uh, the one that we haven't touched on as much out of this this first five uh, is Sunday at Royal Troon. Lab and Rex, you guys were there. I will say, for me, and this could be heresy here, 
I kind of think it's a little overrated. I didn't. What? Yeah. What? I, oh my a Sunday gosh. 63 to win the Clara Jug? No, Jack Nicholson no, said it's better than the dude in the sun. That's, I understand like, that, but I'm just saying. set a high bar, man. Oh my Is this more gosh. outrageous than what you just heard? Because you I, that is the most outrageous yeah. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Listen, this, the 63 that Stenson shot was one of the best rounds ever in a major. I didn't. With two bogeys. Hold on. Can I make my stupid point? And then you can beat me up for it. I didn't get the back and forth duel. Like I didn't get what we had with Phil and Sergio out of Phil and Stenson. I felt like it petered out down the stretch. I didn't feel like in the last three or four holes it was as much up in the air. Henrik Birdie did four of his last five holes. They were tied with five up. holes to play. He pulled. I just, Stenson cans a fifty footer. He cans a twenty footer. Phil. Don't you forget, eagle oh, putt yeah. left right on the edge yeah. on 16. That could have made things completely different. And Phil shoots 65. He shoots 63. I mean, it was it was a class, It was an unbelievably good duel. Now maybe it didn't translate back across the Atlantic. Being on site, and sometimes we do get in a bubble. I know that it was exciting. Though. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard for me to sit back and imagine a better duel than that. Jack and Watson said it was better I than their duel. I wasn't there for that one. But that yeah. was 14 <laughs> birdies, an eagle, and two bogeys. Well, and you also have two to go back to players. Thursday. They finished 11 shots ahead of third place. Come on. Phil shoots 63 on Thursday and comes off the golf course, and he says, it's my best round of my life, and I feel like I want to cry because he left the birdie right. putt short for 62. So, it out, yeah. so it was a very eventful, very enjoyable week. Either way, I, I certainly can't imagine how we could have put that lower. No, I'm not saying that certainly was, but you again, want to I replace that with Beef Johnson, don't you? No, Beef, beef we're finding oh, in, yeah. in the honorable mentions 11 to 15 category. Uh, Randy, do you have any true thoughts? Do you want no, to just... Overrated wasn't what came to my mind. <laughs> hey, hey, that's. I mean, that is, that's a that's a round in a tournament we'll be talking about for decades. Again, just, just like the Duel in the Sun. What kind of staying power? That's what this yes. is. I will, I will, what kind of I will staying power that. did that have? Yeah, that will be that will be talked about for years. I mean, it's the lowest score ever in a major okay. championship. Two sixty-four. If he does that on Sunday at Augusta, we're that's yeah. that's because what Phil Phil would have won all but what three yes. opens all but this? three outright yeah yeah I mean twenty under par Jason Day did last year at the PGA Championship at two sixty four is the lowest ever he birdied the eighteenth hole to match Johnny Miller's the only winners of a major to shoot sixty three in the final round I mean what more do you want they completely blew Hit away the, the field Swede the credit man just, right. just blew away the field. You guys make convincing arguments. Six. Six is Ryder Cup. So you guys, do you feel okay with putting Ryder Cup ahead no. of the Sunday duel that I clearly have? I, oh, God. I, actually I think that Ryder Cup is way too low on this list. I, I, I actually, I, I voted them second in the uh, interest probably, of full I think disclosure. I did second yeah. or third, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that, that was, was that dominated the entire year from yeah. the dinner at Jack's. Yeah, to, I'm covering Honda. We're talking about discussion. We're talking about Jamie Lovemark and John Huck eating ice cream with Jack Nicholas. Throughout all the, the captain's picks weirdness. Yeah, and how it ended up with Ryan Moore on on Sunday night at the Tour Championship was a little surreal, but everything worked out. Yeah, it had a little bit of controversy. Mm-hmm. Davis Love makes a comment. It gets put on Twitter. Lee, mm-hmm. Lee Westwood fires back. All these little things. I mean, it just added up to the the Rory uh, Patrick Reed duel and singles. I'd I mean, him, come on. That true Sunday and, and then those two. On I feel like Rory, Rory Reed on Sunday was the defining moment of the year outside of perhaps the 12th hole Augusta. But, yeah. but, but that eight, what was those that? Those first eight green, Just the eighth green when, they, when, when Rory looked like his head was going to pop off and Reed went over the top of him. That's, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, Look, we I can't beat up the task force for two years yes. and now just roll our eyes. Well, of course they should have won. They're the United States team. You have to give some sort of credit here. You do. As crazy as Ryder Cups have been in the past, this definitely went to a whole new level. Uh, 
we saw the fans there. It was just crazy how many people were there. Um, it was it was like almost like the 16th at uh, Phoenix, you know, that spread to the entire golf course. I remember standing behind the eighth uh, green when Rory and Reed uh, rolled putts on top of each other, and how just crazy that place was with Rory with his hand on his mm -hmm. ears and looking back at the sea of people. I couldn't believe how many people were around that green. Yeah. I'm going nuts. Inevitably, when you walk around. You find people, and I always ask you about the Masters. What's the Masters really like? It's, it's one tournament they want to go to. Since the Ryder Cup, I've gotten out about the Ryder Cup. Yeah, I was going to say that if we're talking about staying power, I would also say impact that outside of maybe the Masters, I mean, we can talk about the Stenson-Mickelson duel. I don't think a lot of non-golf fans cared or paid much attention to that. You had non-golf fans glued to the Ryder Cup all weekend long. It's just so simple. It's it's mano y mano. Fans are loving the birdies. It's the course is set up to make birdies. I mean, you have to remember one of the biggest storylines was how venomous the fans were. Yeah. Well, remember, and they remember, were. And they, I mean, it was over is, the top. I mean, certainly there were moments. We're starting to worry about what's going to happen at Whistling Straits. Is there going to be retaliation in Paris in eighteen? I mean, yeah. the one at Bethpage Forget, Black yeah, is Bethpage literally. Is there's going to be people in prison yeah. because <laughs> it's going to get unruly. People, players are going to get tackled. Like. That's it's the most outrageous thing I've ever heard. I'd like to put somebody <laughs> in prison. For, how does Dustin Johnson end up in front of the Ryder Cup on this list? I, I, you know what? I, am, I am completely I, I, with you. We are going to discuss that next time. That's what you call a segue. Right. We're going to put a pin in this Monday Scramble special podcast game. We've gone through 10 to 6. Next time we're going to talk 5 to 1 leading up to what we decided was the top golf story of the year. So Ryan Lavender, Randy Mel, Rex Hogger, thank you very much for joining us. I'm Will Gray, and we will see you next time. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.